I'm Bay, and you're listening to Bay Baltimore, a weekly pop culture and society podcast recorded in a quiet neighborhood in Baltimore. This week, it's going to be a Black Twitter episode. All right. So as you know, Black Twitter is a group of people, a place and a thing on Twitter. Duh. And so today's episode is inspired by all the things that I found on my corner of Black Twitter um, and what we were talking about basically this week. So, for instance, I learned that um, Kamorley Simmons' baby fat um, actually came back today um, and that it came back. Actually, it was relaunched through Forever 21, which I guess is a fitting uh, relationship. Um Anyway, so quick facts about Baby Fat um, or the relaunch of Baby Fat. So it's in stores and online. Well, at least I don't know if it's in stores, but it's definitely online um, at uh, Forever 21. And when you go, when you click on the tab, um, or at least when I clicked on the tab this morning, um, be clear, I only counted 16 pieces that had the Baby Fat logo on it. Um, Forever 21 did this real cute thing where... It's like it said it was the baby fat page, but what it ended up doing was incorporating items from Forever 21 themselves that would go well or pair well with the items, um, the baby fat items themselves. Because, so like I said, it's 16 actual pieces. Um, and, you know, Kamora's daughters are modeling some of the uh, clothes. Um, and the line itself has a few plus size items, which is, which is good. Um, I mean, when it was out in the early 2000s, they, they had plus size items too. I just, I don't think I really, I don't think I was really into baby fat, to be honest with you. I thought it was gaudy really to being, being blind. I thought it was gaudy, um, and not my cup of tea, but they have a few, um, they have a few pieces that are interesting. Um, they have biker shorts, of course. They have bodysuits, um, the crop top t-shirts, of course. Um, and I so Black Twitter said that they wanted the velour tracksuit. Like the only thing that they wanted in life was the velour tracksuit. Um, and I don't, do I remember? Like, I don't think that that's, I think the, not the track suit, but the, the, the velour jacket caught my attention. I thought that was cute um, because it was plush and then you had the big old cat on the back. And I, I distinctly remember it being pink. And so when you go on the website, um, one of Kamora's daughters is modeling um, a crop top velour, uh, a crop velour top with a jacket and the shorts but the only thing that's on sale right now is the um I think it's just the velour top to be honest with you um which is that's kind of a tease but anyway but I didn't see any pants I didn't see the pants I didn't see the shorts that one of her daughters was modeling and I didn't see that you could buy the jacket um but maybe you could maybe you can and I just wasn't I just didn't dig into it uh, I'm a lot um but anyway so Again, there's only 16 pieces that actually have the Baby Fat logo on it. Everything else, including the little choker and the little glasses and other crop tops and jeans that are there, those are from Forever 21. So I don't know that the line, the line didn't launch with a lot of stuff, but maybe there will be a lot more pieces coming. Um, I don't know. Um, again, I didn't really... Uh, I don't know. I, 
I was into baby fat because it was black owned company, but I wasn't really into baby fat clothing. I think I had some baby fat shoes, but I only got those shoes because I wanted to match an outfit I was wearing. Um, and I was at, oh, one of them little, one of them little small little shoe shops, you know, you get, you see in those little strip malls and I got it there, but that's the only reason why I have anything baby fat, I think like, and it wasn't intentional. Um, I thought the logo was cute, but like, I really wasn't into the clothes. I didn't think they flattered me. And and again, I thought they were gaudy. And so that it's coming back. I don't know. I think it's folks are into it for nostalgia purposes um, more than anything else. Do you know what I mean? Um, But yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's back. Congratulations, Kimora. You know, her daughters are doing her thing or their thing and and modeling and they're getting a cut. So I welcome more designs. Um, And plus it's for at Forever 21. So it's not like it's going to be super expensive, but we'll see. Anyway, I also learned from Black Twitter um, this week, or at least my little corner of it, um, and the read, that uh, the Boondocks are coming back. Uh, the Boondocks ca- cartoon tune series by uh, created by Aaron Magruder that played on um, Adult Swim, which Cartoon Network. I think there's actually an Adult Swim channel now. Anyway, um, so Boondocks is coming back, and eh, I believe it when I see it. But I really do want to see it, especially now that we know that Aaron Magruder is going to be a part of it, because there was whispers before that he may or may not be a part of it. And if you remember, and the re reminded us the episodes of the boondocks that did not include um, Aaron Magruder were whack. You know, they were. Everybody knows they were whack. Cartoon Network knew they were whack. Anyway, so this might be if, if he's truly into it. I can't wait to see it. Anyway, um, so I learned a lot of other things um, that I want to talk about because I just found them interesting. Um, So next up, I want to talk about Sin Santana and Joe Budden. Um, Then I want to talk about Khloe Kardashian, but I promise Khloe Kardashian's version of the truth about her and Tristan. I'm not going to do this too often. I think this will be the last time I do anything like this because... I just don't believe in the brand. Um, They can do their thing, but let them do that over there. Um, But I I did want to bring this up because I just thought that this particular story was interesting because we're still talking about it. Um, And she ain't learned nothing yet. And then lastly, I want to talk about why are people talking about Cardi B's baby uh, culture? Why are they talking about culture? Anyway, so those are the things I'm going to talk about. It's a Black Twitter pop culture episode. Stay tuned. So, um, Sin Santana and Joe Budden have called it quits, sorta. Um, as you may know, they are both Love and Hip Hop New York um, television personalities. Uh, Joe Budden used to be a rapper. It's <laughs> the best way I can describe him. And Sin Santana is best known for uh, grabbing our attention in previous seasons of Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop New York. Um, full disclosure, I watch the show off and on. I mostly get recaps of the episodes now from podcasts that are directly about the show. Um, watching the, um, what do you call it? The reunion shows. Um, and then listening to podcasts that talk about it. Cause I don't know, sometimes it's more fun. <laughs> 
I'm a weirdo, but sometimes it's more fun to hear other people talk about the show. And certainly um, people that are connected to the network recap the show um, or connected to the show themselves to recap what happened from episode to episode than it is sometimes to watch it. Um, because I like hearing what happened and then getting the context. Call me weird. I enjoy it. Anyway, so um, so Joe proposed, um, I think it was either live on TV in December or it was like a part of the storyline that it would happen. And he proposed during one of the episodes. Um, and the engagement itself and their relationship has been a storyline on... Um, on this season of the show what you know same with Remy Ma and Papoose um and I guess what's going on with um Rich and that one girl whose name I can't call right now but wore essentially a ball gown in the reunion anyway anyway so it was part of the storyline is the point um and so apparently in early May they had a big fight and um, Joe confirmed on his podcast um, a few days later or just, yeah, a few days later or maybe a week later or so that Sin had moved all of her stuff out um, following a fight that they had. And but they had not actually said the words that they were broken up, which if you have don't that sound funny, like don't that legitimately doesn't that sound funny that oh yeah, my my uh, fiance has moved out, but they haven't said, neither one of us said that we're, we're through. That doesn't make any sense. Passive aggressive, absolutely. Um, indirect, sure. But like, if your significant other moves all of their things out of your shared home, y'all are done. Or at the very least, y'all, no, you're done. You're done. You're at a very bad place. And yes, do the words we're absolutely over need to be spoken in order for there to be closure. Sure. But like, let's be clear. Your relationship is at a real bad spot at the very least. And for you to make that distinction that she, neither one of them has actually said that you're over kind of makes you sound like you're in denial. Kind of makes you sound like you're trivializing what Sin did, which was a very big thing to move all your things out. You kind of made it seem like she was just being petty. And so Sin, um, right around the time that he had said what he said on his podcast, um, Sin tweeted lyrics from Jay-Z's Family Feud song um, saying a man that, uh, quoting a man that don't take care of his family can't be rich. Um, And in that moment, if you know, um, Jay-Z was making a point to say that Michael Corleone um, from The Godfather, like the lead, um, not Robert De Niro, what's the guy's name? Ooh, I can't call his name. You know the actor I'm talking about. Anyway, the character Michael Corleone, uh, Corleone um, was a rich and powerful man, but he didn't truly care for his care for and nurture his relationships with his children, and so he wasn't much of a man at all, um, basically, or wasn't much of a of a father or provider. And so, um, so she had said that, and kind of cryptically, you know how folks do. Sometimes, sometimes folks will will do that. And she, so she tweeted that without context. Um, and then she also said, actions speak louder than words, um, as a nod to her literally moving all of her things out. So I guess they really are done. 
Um, anyway, so Black Twitter alleged that Joe was abusive, but I'm not sure. I, I don't know if that's a reach or if Sin, within the last month or so, because again, we're well in June now, and this happened well over a month ago. So I, I don't know if I missed something because the way my Twitter feed is set up, as you know, it's not chronological. And sometimes I'm not even on Twitter like that. Like I'll hop on in the morning, get get what's going on, and then I'll pop off and then I'll come back on way later in the day. And in scrolling through just to trying to catch things, sometimes I scroll over things to try to catch something else. You know what I mean? So it could be that I've missed something, but I don't recall seeing Sin say anything directly about he was, Joe was abusive to her. Um... But nevertheless, there was a whole faction of Black Twitter, uh, the Black Twitter delegation that that blamed Sin for being stupid enough to assume that Joe, again, running with the idea that he had um, abused her. Um, So there was a whole there's a section of the Black Twitter delegation that, that blamed Sin for being stupid enough to assume that he'd be different with her than he has been with past girlfriends. And for that, I say reference earlier episodes of Love and Hip Hop New York. Um. And then another faction uh, came to her defense. Um, But again, I'm not, you know, saying you can't really blame a person. You can't blame the abused for being abused. But again, I don't know where that came from. I want more context. And if you have context, please share it with me. Drop me a a little message on Anchor, Um, like a little voicemail on Anchor. Um, Let me know because I'm genuinely at a loss. I really don't know where that came from. But I just, but what I do know, again, from having actually watched some episodes and then again, listened to other people talk about the show itself and then seeing Joe interact online uh, years ago and even how he talks about things now, I'm not sure what to believe, but I just think that there is evidence that he was abusive in the past, at least to Esther, I think was his previous on and off, uh, on again, off again, girlfriend's name, uh, partner's name. Um, I think there's evidence that he was he was abusive to her, perhaps allegedly abusive to her and that it can be hard as an abuser not to fall into some of the same abusive behavior or some of the patterns that you fell into before that led you to being abusive. If you haven't done your due diligence to heal from whatever was troubling you before, you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to, to change your habits if you don't truly work on why you're doing those things and and to break those habits. But again, this is all alleged because I alleged because I just don't know. These are all allegations and I don't know where they came from recently. I just know that they had a fight. They both agreed. They both confirmed that Sin, Joe and Sin had a fight and now they're not together. Joe doesn't think that they are truly broken up or at least he didn't think that in May. I don't know what he thinks now in June. Um, But Sin definitely thinks that they're done. Um, and the and the reality of it is, whether or not they are a couple, they're still going to be linked forever because of their child. Um, so I don't know. I just think this is a mess. I think everyone deserves redemption. I think everyone has the ability to change and grow. I think that you can't fault a woman for thinking that a person has changed and that they will be different with them only to find that they're repeating similar behavior, similar bad behavior that they've exhibited in the past. I think I think there's a lot there. I think that ultimately that relationship is between the both of them. And if they are separate, I think it's a good thing. Um, and I wish, I definitely wish Sin nothing but the best. And I hope she can find peace 
um, in this moment because the whole victim blaming thing was real weird. And again, I don't even know if she's a victim, but you get what I mean. Like that whole blaming piece was just bizarre. Um, but people like that exist who blame people for being victimized and harmed in some way. But ugh, anyway, so yeah, that's them. I still will. I think what I will do is I will find the after show, the love and hip hop after show podcast. Um, and then I will also scour the black podcast, uh, stratosphere to find if somebody's talking about this right now or maybe the read will talk about it today i don't know we'll see anyhow um next up i'm gonna talk about uh why chloe wants us to know she didn't cheat with tristan okay i I promise you this is it it'll be interesting okay all right So Black Twitter told me that Khloe Kardashian released an IG press release addressing allegations that she cheated with Tristan Thompson before getting cheated on by him. Um, Honestly, the only reason why she was in my feed was because uh, folks thought that it was hilarious that she is yet again talking about this situation with herself and her former uh, boo, I don't partner. We're just going to go there uh, <clears throat> with her and her former partner. Um, largely because, again, if you remember, so after this last, after the, the thing with um, the young girl, Jordan, Jordan um, being caught up in kissing Tristan, which I still think is hilarious. Like, it, kissing to me is not as egregious as a, a sexual act, but it is a betrayal nonetheless. But I just thought the degree to which folks were going in on Jordan and how remorseful Jordan was, I thought was stunning and funny Um, because I thought it was much ado about nothing. And the fact remained that Tristan was not faithful to you girl and hadn't been for a minute. And so him kissing this uh, young woman shouldn't have been a surprise to you. And in fact, it should have been like a call for you to just go on ahead and pack your things and end it and do that quietly because he had very loudly been with another woman while you were in labor. So why is this more egregious than that? Anyway, um, so, I, so I thought that that whole incident was just weird and I was hoping that Jordan would use it as an opportunity to, you know, launch her career, I guess, or just do something with that. Cause I just thought it was absurd and something good had needed to come out of it. But anyway, so Black Twitter reminded me that Chloe felt the need um, to defend herself uh, against the allegations that actually had long been rumored that, well, girl, you cheated with Tristan was with somebody else when you got with him. <clears throat> and so in this moment, a couple of days ago, I guess I can't even remember. It wasn't so super long ago. It wasn't a week. Um, it was a couple of days. Anyway, uh Chloe decided to go on her IG and set the record straight as it was, or as it were. Um, And so she tried to set the record straight in two IG posts and the post read, my truth, that's the title. I'm disappointed I even feel the need to post this, me too girl, but I need to say my truth. Take it as you will. I met Tristan because he chose to go on a date with a blind date with me. A mutual friend set us up. 
After going on a few dates, Tristan told me he had an ex that was pregnant. Obviously, I was reluctant about us continuing to date or start a relationship. He pleaded with me that the relationship was over long before we met. He had me talk with his innermost circle. He showed me physical proof, correspondences between the two. I'm assuming the two is he and the ex. Um, And he had me on calls with his lawyers to prove his point. His best friends, um, business associates, and even his mother told me him and his ex were broken up before we met. This is my truth, exclamation point. The truth that I believed and trusted. If, in fact, for any reason this is not the truth, I am so completely and utterly sorry that Tristan and his inner circle would lie on something like this. I pray my truth is in fact that. Lord knows I pray, but now I really don't know what to believe. Truthfully, from the deepest parts of my soul, I am sorry. I am sorry for any pain that has been created or created either way. No woman deserves to go through anything like this. This is my truth. Um, so I don't know why we needed to know this. Um, apart from this is a way of her keeping this as part of the storyline of her show. Um, cause I don't know, I don't watch their shows, but I imagine this is an integral part of the series, uh, or at least this current series. And so, um, yeah, I don't know why she needed to do this. And, and even if she felt the need to defend herself, like she probably should have had someone read this through, um, a little bit better because even in this tale that you're telling, you're still not blameless. You still are, in fact, not even accepting any wrongdoing. And in fact, you're kind of making yourself look even more foolish. Um, because I don't know about you, but like, if a person has to tell me, and I'm sure like being a a celebrity, being a celebrity, um, is a different lifestyle altogether. And so dating is different, but a whole delegation of people coming to me on someone else's behalf, my potential suitor's behalf to plead with me to go ahead and get involved with this person because they are no longer involved in someone else is probably would probably create the opposite of the desired effect. They would push me all the way away from this person because why are you doing all this? You seem like a whole lot of work. Why are you doing all this work? Um, the answer is no, Mm -mm. but that's not what happened for her. Um, and I just think that, that again, you, you never know until you're in the situation, but it just seems like that would have been the biggest red flag for me. Um, but anyway, so again, I don't know why we needed to know this. And, and furthermore, isn't the relationship over? But again, I guess if it's a part of your storyline, you want to keep it going as long as possible. But why is it important that you make yourself blameless? Is it because in the scenario where this stupid scenario, but just go with me for a second. There's a faction of people who believe this. Um, there's a scenario where women who are with your man and your man who is in a committed relationship with you, um, that woman is just as guilty as your man who is supposed to be in that committed relationship with you. So, so in other words, your man cheats and the woman that cheated on him cheated with him is just as guilty even though she's not in a relationship with you your man is um and so the only person that it, uh, that even if she knew about you the only person that uh, owes you anything is the man that cheated on you not the woman that cheated 
on you with him um, or that he cheated on you with with you. Ugh, I'm talking in circles, but you get my point. Knowingly or otherwise, that the other woman ain't the problem. It's the man um, or it's the person it, in whatever scenario. It's the person that cheated on you, girl, not anyone else. And so but in that scenario, you can't. So if you believe that scenario, that the woman is just as guilty as the man, even though she's not in a relationship with you, then you can't truly be the victim, can you? You can't be the victim you want to be if you are accused of doing to another woman what was done to you. And in this scenario, the accusation is you got with Tristan when he was not yet broken up with his ex, who was also his baby mama. Um, and so she's going out of her way, it seems, in these in these posts to distance herself from that narrative to 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 make it seem like, well, if I am that woman and she feels like she is, because even in the even in the, the post, she she makes it seem as if she kind of believes that she is <laughs> that other woman, um, that that is the case, that he was still with her, his ex, before they uh, broke up. Um, yeah, she she says that I'm just truly sorry and then goes right back into that Tristan and his people lied to me. And then she goes on to say, I never wanted this. I, this should never happen to anyone. And I'm like, girl, ugh, gross. Um, and so what was done to you? Let's just break that down. What was done to you? You were cheated on by whom? Tristan Thompson. The blame lies with him, not with anyone else. And if you knowingly went with Tristan, own it, or at the very least, if you had an inkling, and again, I don't know why you wouldn't have had an inkling where he had all these people telling you, telling you that he wasn't with the ex anymore, that he was truly, that the woman was truly an ex of his, like that would have been a red flag for me, but clearly something in your mind now believes that you might have, you might've been with him before they were actually broken up. And, and even regardless of that, you're, if you get with a person who has whose ex is pregnant with their child, it's probably too soon. Probably too soon to engage in a relationship with that person. And this is not an original thought of mine. I saw this on, on Black Twitter too. Um, and it's but it's it's true. Like adopted recently adopted a child with an ex. Recently had a surrogate a child with a surrogate with an ex. That's too soon to expect that person to just move on from this other person that they were committed enough with to create a child, adopt a child. Like, come on, that that makes sense, right? That's good logic, right? Anyway, I just think it's interesting here that she's going out of her way to make this her storyline. If anything, if you want to profit from this whole thing, if you want to change your change the narrative and come out. Uh, on top because again when she went after Jordan saying Jordan is the reason why her marriage broke up and then that backfired on her she's kind of been figuring out a way it seems to kind of get back on top and my thing is if you really want to get back on top if you really want to get on this game you should be finding ways to unite with his baby mama since you two are now his baby mama do you know what I mean like you have more in common with her than you don't um and the fact remains that he cheated on both of you in, in one way or another. And and the fact, and here's the other thing. Tristan is a dog. Everybody knows he's a dog. He knows he's a dog. Uh, old saying, my mama always says, you lay down with dogs, you come up with fleas. And that's what happened to you. 
he was trash. You got burned up a little bit. You got hurt. Okay, move on from this. Capitalize on it in a way that doesn't tear down another woman and then somehow kind of perpetuate this narrative that women are always to blame when a, and a man's poor behavior should be excused. He cheated on you not once, not twice, probably many more times. But the ones we know about, they were egregious for different reasons. So like, just let it go and move in solidarity with the baby mama if you want to do, if you want to make something a part of your storyline. But I don't know. I ain't following him. It's just this popped up again because Black Twitter was laughing at the fact that this was still a news story. And my thing is, I'm gone. I, I've moved on. I've moved beyond the point of why they're celebrities. The whole that that the family. I'm I'm the Kardashian family. I've moved on from that. Because the reality of it is they have, achieved, uh, they have attained what they wanted. They've, they've received the fame and now they're maintaining it. And the thing about it is if you're going to continue to use that formula, just don't tear down other women while you're doing it. You know, anyway. And finally, I will talk about speaking about tearing down other women um, or tearing down people in general. I'm going to talk about what I found really briefly that was super disturbing the other day. Um, why people are talking about Cardi B's baby culture. So the last thing I want to talk about is what started out to be a cute little annoying post from Cardi B with her daughter that spiraled out of control into this whole commentary about Cardi B herself and talking about child and just protecting black women in a weird way, but like you're still talking about a child. Like it, it devolved into this weird uh, us versus them type of conversation that I just didn't think applied here. So um, a couple of days ago, Cardi B posted a video on IG showing Culture, her baby, uh, watching her show while ignoring the mess out of her mama, Cardi B. Um, And so on the face of it, I was just looking at that. And the only reason why I saw it, even though I'm on IG, I didn't see this on IG. I actually saw it on Black Twitter because, again, that's how it happens. I spend most of my time on Black Twitter and things on other mediums, even Facebook, end up popping onto Twitter or vice versa, but more, most people get their information, certainly me, from Twitter. Anyway, so I saw the post, I saw the video on Twitter. Um, and then I immediately saw the comment, one a, a very inflammatory comment that I just knew was, it was, a tr- it was from a troll. It was somebody that was wanting attention. Um, and, the, and the commenter said basically that, uh, Culture wasn't even that cute and that she needed a wig. And I'm like, huh, that is a strong statement regarding a toddler. Yeah, a toddler. And so again, right out right out of the gate, I just knew it was attention seeking. It was designed to elicit a, a negative response from Cardi and it was clearly attention grabbing and you know, to the response, Cardi immediately responded by going ballistic, uh, giving the woman the attention that she wanted, calling her ugly, saying her baby's daddy is incarcerated and that she looks like an alien. You know, the usual kind of blow up, Cardi blow up. 
Um, and then, so, so that whole exchange wasn't, it, it didn't surprise me. I have seen people on Twitter or from a, some other medium, but it was, you know, funneled to me from Twitter, um, attacking Cardi in some way. And then she just launching torpedoes at them. Um, because what we know is that she's a regular person and she controls her social media account. It's clear. She spends a lot of time on her social media account. And as a result, she responds to things. Even if you or I would say that that didn't warrant a response, she responds anyway, because she's, it's her account and she's taking this personally. Um, and, and, and to be honest with you in her position, I don't know how, I think it would be a challenge for me not to take certain things personally too, especially things that are said about my kid, um, or me or anyone that I loved. It would be very difficult for me not to take it personally, but nevertheless, all I'm sure a lot of us who root for Cardi just want her to just back away from social media or at least back away from the, from the send button when she sees stuff like this. But anyway, so this whole little exchange didn't surprise me because exchanges like this have happened for as long as she's been famous, or at least we've known about her being famous and, and, you know, loving hip hop days and all of that stuff. Um, but what did trouble me was this small faction of black Twitter that decided that they wanted to interject and say, you know, no one should talk about, um, a person's child, but you know, those people, um, so they proceeded to say, basically all chime in and saying, you know, Cardi did say some anti-black things against uh, brown-skinned women back in the day, and um, she's forever canceled because of that. Um, and I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even remember the comment that she made. It was just something that was nasty um, years ago, and that when it resurfaced, Cardi did apologize for it, and a lot of people didn't accept the apology because it felt like one of those kind of canned apologies that, you know, something that you do, but not necessarily something that is genuine. Um, and so, but the people used her past behavior, regardless of whether or not she, regardless of the apology, they used her past behavior as a means to justify her being attacked and forever attacked and canceled now. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I honestly don't know how I feel. I, I don't feel very strongly about Cardi one way or another. I do celebrate her success as being someone who represents who's black black latinx and who talks about her past but not in a way that is shameful just talks about it as a part of who she is who who a part of what makes her who she is today and how she wants to always strive and improve and meet her goals and things like that not that she needs to be a different person to meet certain standards, but that she wants to grow for herself. Um, I've, I've appreciated her saying things like that. I've also appreciated the funny things that she said um, and how entertaining she is. But apart from that, like I know she said some problematic things in the past and um, and she's apologized for them, but and, and, and I'm sure she'll say more public problematic things in the future that may require me to stop supporting her altogether. But that's something that I've come to expect out of her. Like, I don't want her to be problematic, but like, who wants anyone to be problematic? And I'm not so attached to her that I would just like be devastated if she said something that would require me, that would force me looking into myself to say, I got to divest from her. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that deep. I I appreciate her, but like, I'm not going to be devastated if she says something ridiculous because 
she said something ridiculous before and I'm hoping that she grows. But if she does not and she she proves that she hasn't, um, it'll be out the door and on to the next. Um, but, you know, using her child as a justification for going after her is foolish and low. If you got a problem with her mom, if you got a problem with culture's mama, and you hate culture's mama, direct all of that energy towards cu- culture's mama. Don't use it as a vehicle to, don't use culture as a vehicle to attack her mama. And don't do that weird thing where you're using someone else's bad behavior as a vehicle to attack her mama. That just sounds stupid. That just makes you look stupid and it just makes you look like you just trying to find a reason to be angry, trying to find a reason to grab some attention it just sounds weird and and the thing about it is anti-blackness is real anti-blackness is real even among black people even among the diaspora it's real and it needs to be addressed and 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 dealt with at every turn but that's not what we're talking about here she literally posted a picture of her baby of her being an annoying mom to her baby and her baby really not paying her no mind until the very end when she gave her a little crumbs of what mama was really wanting do you know what i mean like why that interaction opposed to every other interaction that's just bizarre and if you have legitimate thoughts about her if you have a legitimate beef about cardi b do that separate and apart from something that you know is egregious don't start the conversation by saying nobody should attack anyone's child and that's low but cardi b is blah 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 like and then launch into your campaign against cardi b that just again makes you seem foolish because you are foolish and you need to work on not being so doggone foolish because that's just, ugh. Anyway, I, that was disturbing to me. But yeah, it, the video itself, please find the video if you haven't seen it. It's so cute. I think all you have to do is just Google Cardi or Twitter, the search Cardi B on the Twitter, on the Twitter, uh, in, in Twitter, and you should be able to find um, the video and just ignore the comments because that'll just bring down your day. But the video itself, is so cute because at the end of the day culture is a toddler and she just wants to do toddler things so wherever there are black people and access to social media there will be a black twitter now recognize that Just like I've said in some of the stories that I was mentioning in this episode, not everything that's on Twitter originated there. Some of the things came from IG. But nevertheless, I think I just enjoy hanging out in Black Twitter so long and so much and so often is because it's different than watching a Black-owned media company or a newspaper. Because, yes, you're talking about Black Uh, things that are important to the black community, but you're talking about it from a particular vantage point. Um, And sometimes you have a dissenting dissenting view in that conversation, but not like when you have a collective group of people on social media who all identify as in the diaspora, talking about subjects that are important to us. And because we're all different and we're unique, we're bringing our perspectives to that, that single subject and of course, our, our perspectives, we don't all agree, but that we're still talking about that one singular subject is the thing that is important to me because I enjoy seeing the different viewpoints about a single thing, especially things that impact black folk across the country, across the globe. Um, and I just enjoy being a part of it. Um, 
yeah, I just enjoy it. The downside of it, though, is so do a lot of other people. Um, And what we know is savvy business companies will profit from black social media, black Twitter, IG and all of that. What we've seen is that slogans from someone started on social media um, that we laughed about for months or weeks even are promptly snatched and put on a t-shirt. And it's hard to sue because how can you claim the rights to that thing? How do you, how can you prove that you were the first person to say it? Because that's certainly what's going to be a part of a, a lawsuit. And if it's a company like Forever 21 or even, um, what's that, Fashion Nova, even Fashion Nova, they've got the lawyers, they've got the money to sit and argue with you for months, years even in court. Do you? Do you? They don't. They know they're dead wrong, but they got the money to sit and argue with you so that you never win the, so that the case keeps going on and on and let outlast the money you have, you might have to pour into it to try to get, you know, to get your comeuppance. So... Black Twitter as a, as a black social media is a wonderful place, but it's rife for um, being taken advantage of. And certainly companies are doing that. And so I just I appreciate the conversation. But when it comes to the artistry, I just want us to be more protective of what we're putting out on black Twitter, because, man, things get stolen all the time. I, I read an article the other day. Um, and again, it was from because I was just surfing around in black Twitter And this writer, freelance writer, was frustrated because his uh, story that he pitched to some magazine or some periodical, uh, it was rejected. But he saw the exact same content posted in an article in in an article from the exact same person that he pitched it to the, the company that he pitched it to later. Like so they basically took his idea. They took his story and create it and ran the story anyway without paying him. That's bogus, but no more bogus than like Forever 21 or Fashion Nova snatching designs from um, black artists who posted their things on um, IG. Remember all those times that the Kardashians, one of the Kardashians um, posed in some sort of outfit for her company only to find out like a millisecond later that, oh, by the way, thanks. You know, some creator, black creator comes on and says, thanks for stealing my items. I would like the money for that back. But again, what are we saying? Companies like, you know, that are attached to the Kardashians, that are attached um, to Forever 21 and all of that stuff. Um, You know, they have the money that even if they know they're dead wrong, even if they know that they stole something from, they stole an idea from someone and didn't pay. They took an idea from someone and didn't pay for it, which is stealing. Um, They've got the money to argue in court longer than you have uh, for a, a long argument in court. They've got it. You don't. And so it's not right, but they can outlast you in court. And so what you going to do? And so they're going to keep stealing as long as we are not careful about how we're sharing our work. Um, and I know I've, I've listened to podcasts and I've read posts about giving people tips on how to protect themselves online to still market their product without being taken advantage of. But like when it comes to something you've said, like a phrase, that's hard to trademark. Very hard to trademark, very hard to make to, you know, to claim that you were the, the originator of it or the person that made it popular. And so that I don't think that'll ever I don't think you're ever going to win on that one. But anyway, um, like I said, I hate how Twitter's 
feed, my, my Twitter feed is lined up because it's not in alphabetical order and I miss a lot of things. But when I can delve in and spend some time in black Twitter and, and get up, get caught up on the latest, I enjoy it because it just makes me feel connected. Yep. And so I, that's why I wanted to jump into black Twitter today. And so, yeah, I've done that. All right. So I know there are other things that are brewing right about now. So I'll probably jump back on there when I get off this. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Um, be sure to leave me a comment. Leave me a voicemail on anchor.fm. Again, if you click the link um, in this episode, if you click the link to the page, um, you, there's literally a button where you can record right from whatever app you're listening, you know, right from your phone or right from a web page. If you have a microphone um, on your desktop, you can leave me a message. Um, share an idea. Give me a thought about what you thought about uh, today's episode or a few words about what you thought about today's episode or an idea for next episode or anything like that. Definitely leave me a message through Anchor. Also, while you're thinking about it, um, feel free while you're there to donate. Even 99 cents is a helpful contribution to this show. But if you don't want to donate because that's not your thing, share the episode. Share this episode or any episode that you think uh, anybody in your friend group or your family group might find interesting. Um, you rate me positively on um, all the places, all the platforms, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, uh, Spotify, um, Apple Music, Google Play, all the places. Um, yeah. Um, next week, just so you know, it's I'm going to release the episode a little bit early because, as you know, next week is Juneteenth. It's next Wednesday. And so I am you're more than welcome to go listen to ahead of next week. Listen to last year's episode of um, what I did with Juneteenth, where I, I did a little story um, this year. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm definitely going to. Um, make sure that just use this opportunity to keep sharing knowledge about spreading the knowledge about Juneteenth um, and then talking about what's going on in Baltimore. And hopefully you are inspired to do something um, in your city on Juneteenth. Okay. All right. So that's next week. Um, Once again, thank you for listening. Um, Yeah. Until next time.